Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. had a guest bring over a bottle of wine without having a way to quickly chill it. We knew we could solve this problem. So we built the latest technology in thermoelectric cooling into Juno. What we discovered along the way was that Juno can do so much more than just chill wine. It can turn your freshly brewed coffee cold, transform your hot tea into iced tea, and cool your favorite beer or soda right in the can. So it's the opposite of a microwave. That's one of the things they've debuted at the Consumer Electronics Show. That would actually be pretty cool. I could see owning one of those. Yeah, depending what it costs, of course, you know. But, yeah, I mean, holy cow, how many times have you been heading out on the road and you want a nice cold whatever to go with you? Maybe it's not a beer, but you don't have any? Hmm. What, are you going to drink a room-temperature Coke like some sort of savage? (laughs) (laughs) Now, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'd heat stuff up in the microwave. Too hot. Put it in the cooler. Too cold. Heat it up. Too well, cold. One of our favorites uh, joining us tomorrow to discuss all things CES. Yeah. yeah oh, we, Jeffrey Fowler? Yeah. We oh, love fantastic. him. Oh, fantastic. We'll see if there's anything that really trips our trigger going on there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I don't mind the merely amusing. I like to be amused. But, yeah, it would be nice if something uh, truly useful came along. I've I don't seen know a, what it would be. A bunch of different stories about breakthroughs and hearing aids. Like a bunch uh, of different yeah. companies. I just, I just oh, read one about that. Yeah. yeah. It's um, amazing. I think I probably saw the same thing. Yeah. But there's a couple of different things to work on. More noise-canceling uh, technology. There, there's one that incorporates like a camera that can... Uh, identify the person you're trying to talk to right. and amplify their voice and cut out the, oh, what they call wow. the, the cocktail party effect with right. hearing wow. aids. Which amplify everything, yeah. but you can focus. It's like a, a, a unidirectional microphone, um, which which would be a great breakthrough for you know those on in years and or with hearing loss or what have you. And they made them look cooler, which is not a, a minor thing either because they, 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 they do have a bit of a you're an old person look to them. Well, I think they don't have the couple, the current modern cool Apple product look to yeah, them. Yeah, I think the, the modern AirPods kind of are a, a normalizing effect for people having just stuff in their ears. I'll be surprised. Absolutely, yeah. That whole uh, hearing aids are uncool thing is over. Between the Bluetooth and the AirPods, yeah. just everybody's got something. But in you got to make the old hearing aid look like yeah. a cool new technology. I had a great deal of wax in my ear the other day. <laughs> Here's what you do: you you let the hot water run in your ear for count to sixty seconds, and then do your other in the shower uh, a few times, a few days in a row. Helps get rid of the earwax. Back to you, Jack. Fantastic. That's a great, disgusting life hack. That was more helpful than most of the crap you've... Br- I'm sorry. Why would I get aggressive? <laughs> I'm so sorry. You guys ever done those ear candles things? No. I've no, heard, because I'm not those. an idiot. I'm, I'm skeptical, but I'm also curious. <laughs> Doing what? An ear candle. So it's a, it's, it's a very uh, hippy-dippy sort of thing, but you essentially roll up a cone of, of right. paper or something flammable... Put it in your ear and then light the end of it. And, and it sucks the wax Yeah, out. and the, the, the suction from the fire. Sounds like pressure. a great idea if it's the year 1100. Eh, they maybe, now have... Maybe uh, they were on to something. Now they have these little bottles of stuff that dissolves your ear wax, and then you do the the water shower thing Joe was just talking about, and it, and it works very, very but, well. But where's the open flame? I have to do that on a regular basis, but that's probably more you want to know about me. Mm. Um, I, I should tell the story. So I, I one time, I've got an, an, an earwax problem. I know this is gross. And uh, unfortunately, I passed it along to one of my kids who also has this this problem. Just a tremendous, way more than you need. And you're it, very productive. And it doesn't uh, it doesn't go away in the way that it does for normal people. And I didn't know this. And then one, in high school, it was it build up slowly over time, slowly over time, slowly over time. Mm. I did the hearing test um, that they do at school. I didn't raise my hand one time. <laughs> I, I, I cannot hear a thing. When are we going to start? That is actually <laughs> we're, what happened. We're that, through. That's actually what happened. Really? We're sitting there. We're sitting there. I'm looking through the glass booth of the person. And I said, are we starting soon or what's going on? They said, you didn't hear any of those? I said, no, nah, I didn't hear anything. Any of what? <laughs> <laughs> so, they, <laughs> so they sent me to a specialist who looked in my ear for like two seconds. And said, it's completely clogged with wax. Oh, man. And both ears were completely clogged up with wax. And it had happened gradually over so long a period of time that I didn't really even notice it. Plus, I'm a kid. Kids are stupid. Um, and, and then when I got it cleared out, it was like it was like when you, you, you see those videos of someone who gets their eyesight back or something. Oh, yeah, and they cry. Your eye, it yeah. was like, oh, my God. I can hear music and birds, and, and my car makes weird noises I didn't know. And I, <laughs> I mean, just, it was just like a whole new world had wow. occurred to me. It was so wow. strange. Your wax um, was gold, you'd have been King Midas. That's why I get these little drops at the pharmacy and regularly do it, and it takes care of that. Mm. Um, did I have a better story than that? It's a great time to be alive. <laughs> it is a great Hard time to be imagine a better story is than that. Is that just over-the-counter thing? If I could... Oh, yeah, you can get okay. that at any pharmacy. Okay. Yeah, and uh, But but a gazillion years ago, I would have just gradually... I'd have just been a person who didn't hear very well, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I tried I'm, to use those drops once, and uh, it turns out I'm part of 10% of the population that's allergic to them. So I was deaf and had searing pain in my ears. Oh, no. But, you know, ask your local pharmacist. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I'll bet. I was reading all the reviews. I was going to get AirPod Pros for my wife for Christmas, and then I waited too long, and they were sold out everywhere. It's such a popular uh, product. The the newer ones that are way better than the ones that you've got. Right, right. Which I think are still fine. And like, you I, love those. Yeah, I'm fine with these. I, I'm wondering how those ones are better. Probably just better battery life, maybe even the, better sound. The fitting is supposed to be great, and the, the noise canceling is supposed to be fantastic. Oh, I noise think, canceling. Yeah. Weird. I think within 20 years, everybody will wear those all the time. You'll oh, get up good. in the morning, and you'll put those in. Oh, good. And that's the way you'll take in your radio, your TV, your news. Your phone calls keep out human beings and interaction. Noise canceling, except for the stuff that you want. I just, I just think well, that'll be part of life in mm. the future. I really do. And maybe blindfolds that will just show us the movies we want to see and fantasies and pornography, <laughs> and we'll all be happy. <laughs> Tell you Can I get what. in on the trial program of this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody volunteer for this horror you just described? <laughs> Are they taking applications? Uh, so, a uh, really interesting note from somebody attempting to uh, do this, work the census in San Francisco um, and, and what they're encountering and, and how many people are saying to hell with it. Uh, so we'll have that for you in a couple of minutes. Got some great Wow, emails. have we become so partisan and paranoid and angry that you can't do a census anymore? Yes, but it, but it's not so much partisanship as scariness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that and, and y'all have unleashed some great emails our way. We'll do a little bonus mailbag. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com is the uh, email address. Got all sorts of stuff. And if you haven't heard the in. breaking news on that plane that went down in Iran, we'll hit you with that coming up because that, that could be, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's, it's news. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, here today, gone today. Man, every every story, crisis, good news, whatever it is, comes and goes so quickly. So, they had the Iran thing, which back in the old days, that might have rattled the stock markets for weeks as people tried to figure out the uncertainty. No. Eh, one day later, stock hits record high as U.S.-Iran military conflict fears recede. Wow. So it took 24 hours. People say, eh, it looks like a nothing. Back to whatever we were doing before. Everything's just so fast. Everything is so fast. Yeah. It is absolutely oh, amazing. Speaking of Iran, if you're just tuning in, <clears throat> looks like Iran shot down that Ukrainian airliner that was that had a lot of Canadians on it, by the way, our close friends, the Canadians. By accident, um, I assume. Mm, yeah, probably. Um, it was uh, shot down hours after they shot the missiles at the United States uh, base in Iraq. And it, the most likely explanation is they mistook it for something else and, and thought it was an American bomber or whatever and shot down a domestic, air, well, an international, but a passenger airplane flight. Well, there'd be no reason for them to shoot down planes, just regular planes. No, I can't imagine, unless they were going to blame it on the United States. Oh. Um, but they would have done that already. Right. So this is the second time in the Persian Gulf a commercial passenger jet has been shot down accidentally. So Ian Bremmer, who we're going to talk and to... It makes them, you want to take the train from Tehran to London. We're, t- <laughs> we're talking to Ian Bremmer tomorrow, correct? And he's got his risks list out, which I don't know if he's had to modify it. 
<laughs> since he wrote it a week ago. Well, and he'd have to modify it again between today and tomorrow. But he said on his Twitter feed, and he's getting beat up for this because, you know, if you say anything. He said, I'm far from a Trump supporter, but it's impossible not to call a RAN outcome a win for the U.S. president, a big opportunity going forward. I think, I might have to ask him about this. I think he had a different tweet, and I wonder if he deleted it, because I had this tweet that I'd bookmarked or screen captured yesterday. That's what you got to do. You do. Yeah. He he had tweeted, for now, the limited strike in trans careful language makes it look like Iran has given President Trump an opportunity to pocket a big victory in an election year while avoiding, avoiding a wider conflict. I can't find that tweet. And I think it was replaced by the, look, I'm no Trump fan, but right. yeah. I, I think he felt like he had to put in that. Disclaimer. Look, I'm not voting for Trump. Right. Right. But I think this was a win for the president. Well, we initially, about that. initially, he just said, this looks like a win for the president. Right. Oh, so you're a Trump guy. You yeah. know, the world comes apart. You know what bothers me about <laughs> yeah, that? Mr. MAGA Ian Bremmer. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter. You realize that is not the case. Um, what really bothers me about that is never mind the freaking president and the Republicans and the Democrats and the rest of it. What's good for America? What's good for humanity? I say sending the message to the malign Iranian regime that, look, you kill any more of our people or our friends' people, and we are going to hammer you hard, is long overdue. And it's a win for the people of the United States. And again, the point we made a little earlier, has it made us less safe, like, for the next 48 hours? Yeah, of course. In the same way that the moment you stand up to the bully is more dangerous than when you're curled into the fetal position in the short term. But in the long term, it has to happen. Two stories out of Great Britain. You've got Megxit. Oh, that's just... Which when is, I say it, it seems kind of jivey. When I hear it from you, it makes me sick. Megxit is Prince Harry and his wife Meghan announcing yesterday they're basically out of the whole royal family thing. They're moving to Canada. They want to get regular jobs. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be a princess. Oh, really? I don't want to be a prince. So how about we... Uh, you want to move to Canada and you can act? jobs? You can act, and for now, I don't know, I'll probably write a book. Kind of surprised by the getting jobs part. I Although, mean, he was a helicopter pilot in Afghanistan. Dude flies helicopters. There's work to be had there. I'm happy for them. But I've always thought the, the, the fishbowl life of the royals looks like some sort of punishment you would l- l- put upon the most disgusting child rapist. Right, but I'd still take all the money. The money would be nice. And do whatever I wanted. I'll grant you that. I'm not doing the royal thing. I'm not being part of the whole royal family gossip and, uh, you know, allowing everybody to take pictures when my kid turns two, you know, and stuff like that. Right. No freaking way. Well, and being told by the queen's footman or however it works that, yes, you and your wife and your children need to show up for this (laughs) ribbon cutting, then it's just you for that one, then you need your wife at that one. This is all in a day, you know. <laughs> Being told me. by the Queen's footman. Right. Right. So apparently... The captain of the guard. The rumor is, and this is real reporting, not just tabloid reporting, that there's a big falling out between Harry and... What's the other guy's name? William? William. I hate to hear that. And uh, and that that's part of the deal, and I just wonder if it's not... Look, I'm I'm not doing this whole royal family BS... And William is saying it's part of, you know, our family's lineage. It's important to the country, blah, blah, blah. And he's saying it's stupid. Well, and I don't want to be interested, and I think it's child abuse to make my kid go through it. Yeah, well, I'll grant you that, and that could get really heated. You know, William would probably make the point, listen, we raise astounding amounts for some really good charities. We essentially are charity ambassadors. It's a good thing. It's a nice thing. 
Come on, Red, fall in the line. Yeah, Wall Street Journal now with the U.S. has a high level of confidence that two Iranian missiles brought down that Ukrainian plane. Oh, my gosh. They accidentally shot down a passenger plane and killed dang near 200 people. That's something. So is that a spark that could ramp things back up again? I don't think so. You know, I don't think so. Probably not. You would think the wanton murder of 176 people would make something happen. But as I pointed out before, we're in an uncomfortable position in the United States because we accidentally, and I believe that to be true, accidentally shot down an Iranian passenger plane. Um, I can't remember. 1988, a bunch of our texters said. Thank Somebody you, could textures. Google it, I suppose. Yeah, or you could just sit there like hourly employees at a neighborhood swimming pool staring into the distance. Ah, the textures got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, shoot down a South Korean passenger plane one time, too? Boy, that, right, that rings... Uh... Vaguely familiar. But what did they think it was? They thought it was an American fighter jet, so they shot it down? Or bomber or something like that. But um, the fact that they, right, so they thought it was one of our planes and shot it down. I feel like that could be a thing. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Although then we would have had to have been flying bombers at Tehran for them to have been in the wrong. So if they thought that, you kind of can understand and, why okay. they would blah, 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 right, blah. Right, right, right. Plus... International law stops at the point that you can't enforce it. And so what are you going to do? Tell the Ayatollah he's got to turn himself in? I mean, sometimes you just can't get justice, and it hurts your heart. But we'll see. There will be diplomatic this, that, and the other. And I hope, honestly, both countries, all countries say, um, this is not cool. General, what's your face? What can we do to figure out how to make this not happen anymore? So the other news but it's a tragedy. The other news out of Great Britain, I said there were two big stories, and I already did Megxit. The other big story is Britain's first astronaut said, oh, by the way, did you see the Chinese pictures of, of the moon yesterday? Did I did see not. that. So China... Is that the one that was a composite of a bunch of different pictures? I don't, I don't okay. know if it was a composite or not, but the China sent a spaceship to the moon. And because we've already done the bright side of the moon, they went to the dark side of the moon to take a look at that. Nobody ever done Show that. Show-offs. And they took it. They sent back a bunch of pictures from the dark side of the moon, which looks it was impossible to see. It looked very much like the bright side of the moon, only a little darker. Ah, but uh, interesting. But and nobody had ever been over there. So, if, in case you were wondering if there was a Trump hotel or a <laughs> freeway or whatever, there's Soft not. Ball diamond. It looks very similar to the other side of the moon. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, there Brit- it is. Yep. Sure enough. Britain's first astronaut says aliens exist and could be living among us. Now, the first part. Okay. Yeah. Right. Of course, aliens exist. There are uh, as many stars is there are grains of sand on planet Earth. You think about that and all the planets around it, it's silly to say there's no life out there. But to say that aliens could be living among us, now that's a statement. Yeah. Uh, well, go on. I'll, I'll let you you know share a little more than my comments. Stay oh. tuned. Uh, she, by the way, the first British astronaut, a woman, were you assuming it was a man? Slap yourself well, on the wrist. Think about that, that you assumed it yes. was a man. Yeah. That you were picturing a man. Right. Just you because are the sick. vast majority of astronauts have been men. How dare How you? How dare you? How dare you? But she thinks they could be beings that are completely unlike anything we would picture. Sure. They might be microspo- stop, hmm? microscopic. They might be silicon-based. They might be intelligent spexodust. If a scientist came they out, they might be seven foot tall talking lizards. Hello, Star Trek. 
original series. <laughs> Some of the things that I've seen octopuses do, if somebody came out and said, hey, you know what? Those are actually aliens. I'd be okay. That checks oh, out. Oh, they just, they, they breathe water. Right. So their spaceship came and they went into the water. Fascinating. And, uh, and you'd yeah, they, say to yourself, what was I thinking? Of, of course that's possible. Yeah, what, what what is the most one of the most famous scenes from the original Star Wars is the bar scene Star Trek or Star, Star Wars Star Wars yeah, the bar yeah, scene yeah, yeah Mandalorian opens with a bar scene with all those freaks in it <laughs> same, same bar <laughs> yeah same bar with all the freaks in it. it's really good <laughs> I knew it was British music. I thought it was it's not Culture Club. No. no. Well, why not God Save the Queen? I thought about that one. I didn't know which one would be better. Okay. Well, that's fine. So, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. I'll lead into this story by reasserting I don't have any reason to think Bill Clinton is the sort of guy that was hanging around Jeffrey Epstein because he wanted to have sex with underage girls. I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Clinton wasn't hanging around her because he liked to have sex with women. Right. And, and some 23-year-olds are, yeah. are, are lovely as well. Um, but, so these photos just came out yesterday. I just came across this story. Photos revealing... And Bill Clinton's claimed, I wrote on his plane maybe twice, I don't know, a long time ago. And then there are people with, you know, looked into flight logs. Actual and, manifest, yeah. And he's flown like 40, he flew like 40 times on Epstein's plane. And one of the girls who got raped by Epstein when she was a child says that Epstein said, yeah, you're sitting in Bill Clinton's. Why does Bill Clinton have Jeffrey Epstein's voice? That makes know, no sense. Or vice versa, either. Epstein says to the girl, hey, you're sitting in Bill Clinton's seat. President Clinton, that was the seat he... uh he uses when he flies on my plane yeah. as kind of like a show what a big deal I am, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so it's not a surprise that Bill Clinton had Epstein connections. Everybody knew that. And, of course, there are photos out there there would have to be. But these photos came out yesterday of him smiling with his arm around uh, that Maxwell woman. Oh, the, the, the uh, co-like uh, r- rape recruiter. The, the woman that's still on the run. Ghislaine Maxwell, yeah. Boy, here's a... Um, on one of their trips, here's Bill Clinton, Epstein, and um, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> there's, there's a crew for you. So I'm supposed to believe then, I guess, well, Epstein, Kevin Spacey doesn't even like girls, but that, that's, likes that, that's some known on the edge of pervo or complete pervo people. Allegedly. Hanging around each other. Yeah. Only Kevin Spacey's an allegedly at this well, point. Well, that, that case fell apart. The guy decided he wasn't going to testify in court, which some people have claimed proves uh, Spacey's innocence. I'm not sure. But, yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's definitely on the edge of uh, sexual prom- promiscuity, even if it's consensual. He's, right, yeah. He, he definitely likes young men. And here's a picture of Bill Clinton with his arm around one of the women when she was young. Yeah. Being... Uh, you got, you know, well, there's no crime there. There's no he's crime. He's got a wine buzz on. She wants to pose with a two-term yeah. president. No. What, what, what sort of slander are you trafficking in here? No, this I, is shocking. I me. started with, I don't think, I don't have any reason to believe he's a guy who's interested in him, but there he is. She was raped by the guy who flew him to that party. Oh, that woman right yeah. there was? Yeah. Oh, or she claims gosh. she says she was. Yeah. She was raped Allegedly. by the guy that yeah. flew them all to that party. Yeah. Wow. That's ugly. Yeah, huh. it is. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, you know, speaking of uh, flying and bad people, I've just uh, become aware of the number one wanted man on the FBI's list. He is Jihad Sirwan Mustafa, 38-year-old American citizen, former San Diegan. Um, branded as the most wanted American terrorist in the world. They think he's... Uh, wow, San Diego, just like uh, several of the terrorists have been over the years. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, the Twin Cities of uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, also a hotbed of recruits for particularly African uh, terrorism. But they think he's ooching around in Somalia or, or, you know, some of the neighboring countries helping out Al-Shabaab, which is, you know, not listed in the same, you know, tone of voice as ISIS and Al-Qaeda. But Al-Shabaab is this incredibly brutal, you know, shadow government and army carrying out, uh, you know, death and horror in the name of uh, fundamentalist Islam. But um, so uh, this guy's got like 13 aliases as they uh, as they usually do. But. He's your number one guy, so if he gets droned from the sky, Jihad Sirwan Mostafa, your number one wanted terrorist. So I uh, got this note. Can we use the uh, the name? <clears throat> Al, anonymous. Signed up to work at the temporary 2020 census office at the federal building at 7th and Michigan in San Francisco in the morning. Uh, the census workers have to navigate their way from the San Francisco Municipal Underground, which is infested with dopers and bums. Then at street level, there are groups of dopers, bums, and transients wandering up and down the streets in drug-induced trances, many becoming violent at the drop of the hat. In the evenings, as employees, myself included, leave, there are even more, many more of these miscreants and groups congregating around the alleys, on corners, and entrances to the subways, within the subway hallways, and even on the train platforms. Last night, as I was waiting for the tram, one of the bums was ranting on the platform. And then there was the PA system call for the SFPD to respond to a dire emergency call at another downtown station. The gist of this tale is that with the 2020 census being so important for the reimportion of government, community levels, determination of funding, representation, etc., <clears throat> there's a distinct possibility that with 2% unemployment in San Francisco, many temps will just say the hell with it and quit, which in turn will result in a faulty uh, census count. Tucker Carlson on his Monday night broadcast hit the nail on the head. Compassion without discipline results in decay. Wait a minute, Mike. I, Joe Getty, have been saying that for years. And you give and Tucker, you Carlson from Tucker Carlson credit for what? You give Tucker <laughs> credit because he said it three nights ago? Just because he's on television and he's got the tussled boyish hair and his teeth are straight and white? He gets the credit? So, friend, you are, Mike. I thank you not to insult me anymore by email. But thank you for the notes. Great story. Oh, boy. 2% unemployment in San Francisco. That's what he claims. I don't know. But uh, that sounds about right. Oh, boy. It's interesting, this idea. We talked about this a while back, that article, that there are so many people that will just walk out of the job that they've got if they get a different job, like somewhere else. Yep. Because you can. Things have been flipped on their head, briefly, I'm guessing, um, uh, unemployment-wise. Yeah. yeah so if you're working this particularly low-level job, like you're stacking boxes or whatever, and you get an email that says, yeah, we've accepted you to come over here and type here, you just leave. Yeah. The whole... You, you gotta either literally weeks, walk out or you just don't show up tomorrow or whatever. You, you, you don't want to burn your bridges, son. <laughs> There aren't any bridges. You just go. Yeah. Although I tell you what, on the other side of it, and I'm, uh, it's, there's a young person I know who really, 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 really needs to get a job 
who's being stymied because his former employer will not confirm that he worked there. And he calls, and he writes emails, and he can't get anybody to respond. And I'm, I'm tempted, to, because he's poor as a, chore, a church mouse, hire an attorney on his behalf and, and, and shake the trees or something at this company. Um, but it's really, really frustrating. So he applies to people, and he says, yeah, this is my last job, but no, they won't confirm that I worked there. Why not? I don't know. They just won't. Well, listen, thanks for stopping by. Very strange situation. Hmm. Hey, you know, if anybody has any advice, uh, mail. I worked. I worked a bunch of temp jobs. I went through a period of time where I worked. I bet I worked ten different temp jobs at least. If I might uh, finish the sentence, uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty dot com. Drop me a note because I don't know what to do, and it's really important he gets a job. So anyway, uh, but the idea of, of deciding one sucked and just walking out was that wasn't the way it was then. Oh no, no. I mean, even if you hated your job, hated your boss, hated your life, you'd at least say, I'm out! You wouldn't just not show up. I did that one time with a job. Oh, that's right. You yeah, did. Yeah. You did. What was your justification? You slacker bum. Uh, Sorry, that was that was prejudicial. Uh, in the, like, you know, slightly more than 30 minutes I had for lunch, I was eating my uh, my McDonald's in the, uh, just in, in the back kind of not the the break room proper but kind of in the back where the the back stock inventory was and despite seeing the manager snack there constantly while all of us are working he came over and did one of these um, hey listen you need to you need to take that over to the to the lunch room on the other side of the thing which just eats into more of my my limited lunch break and it was just a it was a, a bridge too far i i went to the lunch room i vented <laughs> to another employee i finished my lunch and then i just walked out and i never went back yeah well i get it I get it. Did it feel great? Oh, yes. Did you have moments of, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done that? No, I didn't like this guy at all. It was was one of those things where it was a different manager than the one that hired me. And from the moment that he showed up, it just it it was clear this isn't going to work. Where did you go to? Did you go to a bar? Did you go? I just went home. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I've had tempting. Yeah, I've had brief little uh, moments like that where. eh. You know, it's kind of fun. I think. It's, it's, yeah. If I had even a a centimeter of respect for the manager, I wouldn't have done that. Right. Yeah. Right. But uh, I've had little moments of glory like that, where then I think, uh, you know, I still gotta still gotta have a job though. So. I... <laughs> oh yeah, I, I clearly didn't think out that part of it. <laughs> right. So yeah. it took me a little while to, to you know figure out the next thing to do. But... <laughs> exactly. I'm not exactly. I'm feeling pretty good right now, but I'm not exactly on top of the world. No, or... It felt great in the moment. <laughs> Well, and it's going to make a good story eventually. Yeah. It's just that interim period that's a little sticky. Assuming I ever get another job, this will be a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Important caveat. So in uh, serious news, uh, Nancy still has not sent over the uh, articles of impeachment. The rumor is she will in a few days. And the Republicans... Is there a rumor of that? Yeah. Everybody... I heard a number of Democratic senators interviewed, and they said, we expect it to be within a few days. Now, whether that's because Nancy wants to or they're trying to force her hand... I don't so know. don't mess with me. But they they really, I mean, if you're skilled at all in reading between the lines, it was clear that they had had enough of the whole, this is urgent and important, so I'm not going to give them to you. They'd had enough of that quote-unquote strategy, and were like, <laughs> we need to either defecate or remove ourselves from the turlet. <laughs> Fish or cut bait, probably a more delicate way to put yes, it. Yes, we should evacuate or... 
evacuate. Uh, yes. hey. <laughs> Exit that? from the porcelain. Um, exactly. I think Diane Feinstein coming out and saying "time's up" was a pretty big deal. I mean, because yeah. they they got to be friends forty years or frenemies. I don't know. Yeah, you never know in politics. Just because they're both D's from San right. Francisco doesn't mean they're friends. And they both fought at Antietam, so <laughs> that bonded them together. Obviously, <laughs> that's an old joke. Uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A congenial game bird under glass, given as a gift, Ken. What is a pleasant pheasant present? Right. <laughs> Run time 600. A flexible and enormous customer, Ken. What is a pliant giant client? Yes. Run time for 1,000. In Papayete and the rest of the aisle, a signed agreement to quit spray painting, James. What is a Tahiti graffiti treaty? Yes. Those are some wow. interesting questions on Jeopardy. I've never heard that category before. Is that a regular category? Or did they just bring it out for the three geniuses that are currently uh, competing? Uh, the category was triple rhyme time. They have definitely rank, uh, ramped up the difficulty of the questions for this yeah, tournament. Of to. I yeah. would say they're super geniuses. I happened to watch it a little while last night. And these guys, as I mentioned earlier, they would ask a question about obscure early 20th century short stories. They would nail it. Then they would hit, you know, college football Arcania from 1983. Same dude would nail it. Yeah, and they, then they'd, they'd talk about opera. Bango, they'd nail it. And could you study? Nobody knows all that. Well, could you study for that? Or would you just, no, they, you'd have to study literally yes. everything. Yeah, it seems to me that that just has to be your knowledge base. You can't study for that. The, the way your brain works. You remember everything you hear, essentially. So I've crafted a couple uh, of the same genre um, to to bounce off you guys, let's see how well okay. you guys can do. Well, even if I can do it, I can't do it that quickly. A radio host satchel for morsels. A radio host satchel for morsels. Yes. <sighs> um. Do you want to keep guessing? Or I want to hear the answer. <sighs> Wait a minute. Give me just a second. Okay. Satchel for. Ken Jennings has already figured it out. No, go ahead. That's a Jack Snack Sack. <laughs> oh, well, it's a particular... Ra- I was thinking radio hosts in general. No, no, no. A particular one. That's a Jack Snack yeah, Sack. Yeah, this is why you're no Alex Trebek. Next one. A radio host hunting tool okay. for notorious crop damagers. <laughs> <sighs> a radio host crop dusting? Uh, no, no, not crop what? dusting. A radio host hunting tool for notorious crop damagers. Joe Bo Crow? Uh, Joe Crowbo. <laughs> Joe Crowbo. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> a radio host. Of a pitch. But I'm sorry you did not answer in the form of a question, so that's wrong. Uh, a, radio, a radio host. <laughs> a radio host playing a board game as the sun rises. Sean Pondon, something. What? <laughs> what? Are you okay, Jack? You sound a little punch drunk over there. I am. I'm loading up on the NyQuil. You know what you need, Jack, is a beard. 75% of men feel more confident with facial hair.
That's why I grew mine. I was just, I was cringe. I was a cringing coward. <laughs> I couldn't leave my home until I grew this beard. We do have some breaking news on a topic you were just talking about. Nancy Pelosi, seconds ago, said, I'll send them over when I'm ready, and that will probably be soon. Oh, the articles owe impeachment? So she's feeling the pressure. I'm guess, I I think when Dianne Feinstein yesterday came out and said, you got to send them over, I think that was yeah, the end of it. Right, right. Also, uh, but but uh, the <clears throat> next step, though, so when she sent him up today, tomorrow, whenever, and then Mitch McConnell and his only goal, and I understand why, is to make it as painful for the Democrats as possible, since there's no way Trump's being removed. When does he start the whole trial? Um, does he want to delay it as long as he can to get as close to Iowa as he can? There's supposed to be a debate next week. If the trial starts next week, the debate's off. Right. Because you've got Bernie and Liz, so you got two of the three two of the three top candidates can't be at the debates. So you gotta call it off. Right. So even if you drag your feet for a couple of days, I mean that makes it more likely you'll have a significant impact. So yeah, yeah he'd absolutely would. And the argument on the GOP side, in case you're into this sort of thing, is that um, there are a number of people who think they ought to send some of the hot shots uh, from the House, like Jim Jordan and, and Doug Collins, over to be part of the Senate proceeding, because people really like them when they kick ass. I can't hear anybody on either side do the same speech again about, I, I, uh, where's yeah. the crime here? He calls Ukraine. I mean, I yeah. can't do that again. I know, but, you know, it's it's one of those, it's like an uh, uh, off-Broadway show that's getting more and more attention. If it goes to the Senate, people will pay attention. So, yeah. I say final. You say thought. Final. Final. Sean Pondon. Here's your host, <laughs> Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the show. Wouldn't that be delightful? Uh, there he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo? Yeah, I've worked with you guys for about almost 20 years now. I've heard stories about your wives, about your kids, and today about your earwax. So oh, boy, this is yeah. great. Yeah. It's I, relatable. I mean, it, we're, we're here to help. I hope. It's also gross. Positive Sean, your final thought, please. Yeah, with The Mandalorian and Watchmen both coming to an end, uh, those are TV shows, uh, approximately at the same time. I'm currently showless. i got to find another show to watch. I, I'll, I'll be looking uh, fervently. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you updated when I find one. Did yep. you run its course as you got further into it? Oh, maybe that's the one I yeah. should do. I like that show. You, you, you. Oh, have you watched Gilligan's Island? <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly entertaining. Uh, Jack, is there a final thought you'd like to unleash on us? Yeah, I got the common cold. It's amazing how much common colds can vary in in different ways. This one's got a sore throat headache aspect to the cold that I had two weeks ago that didn't have. What's your favorite cold medicine? My text line, 415-295-KFTC. Because I do Sudafed and stuff, but is there something better? Gin. (laughs) Uh, My final thought is, and this is terrible news, that Kentucky family court judge who allegedly was running threesomes in the courtroom with her guitar player boyfriend. I remember that story. Has been suspended, so cancel my airplane tickets to northern Kentucky. I thought this was America. I had so many great (laughs) ideas. She wears the robe, I wear the robe, the gavel's involved. Well, I'm going to try to keep the guitar player at arm's length, frankly, because I don't swing that way, but (laughs) he's out of office. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So it's paid suspension, though, of course, because she works for the government. Wow. So you can do that. You still get your, your, your pay. Yep. So many people who thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All the clicks are there. The podcasts are there. All of our podcasts are available. Armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. 
You're having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's good. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? And I said, are we starting soon or what's going on? They said, you didn't hear any of those? I said, no, I hear anything. Any of what? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions. Limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.